Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm really excited to have today's guest on to talk all about how to use Canva to create a solid brand for your business. We're also going to talk about hacks that you can use on Canva, how to save time with some of the imagery that you're making for your business, and how to actually um, create engaging content like infographs that you can create right on Canva. So this is a great conversation. I absolutely love Canva, and our guest is a pro at Canva. She knows what she's doing, so I'm really excited to have her on. So today I have on Jenny, the founder of Social Wellness Co. She's a digital strategist, social media expert, and registered holistic nutritionist. So Social Wellness Co. is a small boutique social media and content management agency with a sole focus on helping health brands grow authentic and engaged communities. Jenny has been in content management and blogging since 2014 when she co-launched her first business, a product promotion website with a primary focus in recipe development and food nutrition blogging. Since then, she has sold that business and realized her true passion lies in digital promotions, which led her to launch Social Wellness Co., Jenny is an entrepreneur at heart with a sole focus on digital growth. She's a mom, an ex-bartender, a realist, a holistic nutritionist, and co-runs another business called The Girl Gang Canada, which is a collective of women-run businesses found here in Canada. So if you have any questions about digital growth, Jenny is your gal. Make sure you check out Social Wellness Co.'s Instagram and Facebook for weekly tips and business advice and sign up to her newsletter at socialwellnessco.com to stay in touch. And I'm sure she's going to share more ways to get in touch with her at the end of this episode. So welcome, Jenny, to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited to always talk about Canva and design and infographs, all of the things that I I know I love doing in my own business. So why don't you just actually get started by telling us how you got into digital strategy, you know, because obviously you went from nutrition to strategy and more of that online support. So just tell us about how that progression happened. For sure. Um, It's a long story, but as as soon as I left CSNN, graduated as a registered holistic nutrition, like many of you guys, um, I got pregnant and I was like, I need something to do because I didn't have a job and um, I didn't really want to start a job in this career while I was pregnant. So we, I connected with um, somebody that I took the course with. And we decided that we wanted to put together all of these recipes and develop recipes um, and put together a a cookbook that uh, was developed by a bunch of holistic nutritionists. 
um, for nutritionists so that they could give to their clients. And from that, we started blogging. So the cookbook didn't happen, but we did launch a blog in, I think, 2015. um, And we just kind of immersed ourselves in the digital space. So we learned SEO. We learned how to build up our social media accounts. We learned like... um, food photography, recipe development. Um, And we took all of those recipes that we had been given and we put them online. Um, And we started promoting these nutritionists that had uh, essentially provided their recipe content for us to promote. So from there, I just learned a lot about digital marketing and digital growth. I also have a background in advertising. So that kind of helped with this whole new world, which is digital marketing and content content development, um, we ended up selling our blog uh, about a year ago. And from there, I just realized that my passion truly lied in um, content management for health and wellness brands. So right now with social wellness, I uh, work with some really amazing health brands in this industry, a lot of health-based apps. um, And I love it. I love it. I'm so glad that everything that I learned in my you know, food blogging days led me to the career path that I have now. Mm, Yeah, that's awesome. And I love how, I mean, I've said this many times with many guests, but um, you never know where it's going to take you. Like you start off in one direction and then all of a sudden you're pulled in this different direction. But do you feel like for yourself, like doing the more digital strategy and the online content creation, like this is where your passion lies versus let's say like the nutrition that you started out with? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I love food and I love, I always told myself like I would never be a registered holistic nutritionist. That's not what I went to CSNN for. I wanted to work with food. I wanted to potentially like have a cafe or like a delivery service, something like that. Um, So I, I still love the food branding aspect of what I do. And I'm really happy that I get to still do recipe development, still do food photography. Like I still am doing those things just with some like really amazing health food, health food brands. So like in a different capacity, but, um, I do love content marketing. Like it is definitely where I belong. Love it. Yeah. And you get to like tie the two together, which is so cool. And yeah, that's great. You found your little like zone of genius, which is awesome. Yeah. So why don't we just dig in, talk about all things Canva, kind of like content creation on, you know, Canva, creating branding, infographics, like all of the things. Um, Why don't you just tell us first, like, what is Canva for those that maybe haven't heard of this uh, platform before? Yeah, Canva is by far the best, the best, like, design tool out there for people who don't have a background in design. Um, So because of my background in advertising, I got to learn things like Adobe Illustrator, Photoshop, these tools. And when Canva like hit my radar, I was like, okay, but like, no, no, you still got to use these design tools because they have so many more capabilities. But like when you really dive into Canva's capabilities, like you can do anything you want, um, with a little bit of design experience, with no design experience, or all the way like people who have strong design knowledge and experience, it just makes things so much faster when they're doing them in Canva. So um, yeah, it's a design tool. You can add your brand colors, your palette, um, 
your logos. You can upload photography if you have any of that. And you can just create like really nice um, visual assets for your brand and for your marketing. Mm, So it's like a place where you're going to create things like – you know, your business cards or maybe like a client handout or something for social media, like it kind of can serve multiple purposes? Yes, definitely. Actually, that uh, as a matter of fact, I'm just putting together um, like a free resource right now for adding a signature to your email. So like even something as simple as like, oh, you get an email from somebody and you're like, how did they get their photo? And then, you know, their signature line there. So it looks so pretty. Like Canva has that capability. So like really anything. Mm, I might need that when you're ready. With it. I'm like, I could add that in. Yeah. Um, okay. So is it a free tool for those that don't know? Is it like a free tool? Is it a paid tool? Like what are we looking at here in terms of cost? So yes, there are, there's a free access. Um, but I would definitely like, I would say if you're just beginning, free the free access is great and it gives you a lot of um, free templates and, you know, visual assets and stuff that you can play around with. However, if you plan on doing a lot of your own content marketing, a lot of your social media designs, if you're, you know, thinking about having your own website, all of these things that take a little bit more time with design I would recommend the um, premium version because I think it's like 200 US a year. Like it's not that expensive. It's pretty cost effective. And then when you compare it to like actually hiring a designer, it is so much more value. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you could probably pay $200, you know, US or somewhere around there to have a designer create one piece of content, like a business card. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So actually, let's like talk a little bit more about that for a second. You know, what are there limitations? Like, could somebody get a Canva account, whether it's the free or the paid and create all of the materials that they're ever going to need for their business? Or are there certain things that they should think about, you know, delegating out or hiring on um, a graphic designer for? Or will this like actually take the place of that graphic designer? That's a good question. I think it would depend on the capacity that you have as a business owner. Um, In terms of social media, I think that you can do pretty much anything that you want from Canva. You know, maybe designing your own business cards, you could probably do that from Canva. But if you want to get more into content marketing as a whole, like say you have – Say you're running a program and you have a lead magnet and you want to take that lead magnet and put it into like this funnel and ads are included in that. You might need a designer to help you. But if you're really just starting your brand and launching it in the digital space, I think you could probably use Canva um, and be your own designer for a solid chunk of time before you actually need to hire out. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you said that because I think it just makes it more accessible for people where, you know, starting a business is expensive and it's like, okay, where can I save a little? Where should I spend a little? So I appreciate that you shared like, you know, start there. And then if you need to hire out with certain things, maybe down the road when you're doing more maybe advanced marketing strategies, then maybe that's the time. But for now you can start with that. So 
One other thing I wanted to ask um, was, you know, just because I know people ask me this all the time and some people might be listening right now being like, yeah, but I'm not techie. I'm not really good with computers. I'm not really good with programs. You know, does somebody need to be tech savvy to use something like Canva? No. Um, Canva has, especially the paid version, you'll get access to hundreds and hundreds of templates. So all you need to know is your color palette, have your logos accessible, maybe have a font pairing that you really like with your brand. And then all you have to do is take the pre-made templates and use them for your own um, social media content with your own branding on it. The one thing that I always do recommend is that if you are going to use the Canva templates to like change them up a little bit so that they don't really look like Canva templates because they do look like templated designs. And there are a lot of people using the same templates out there. So I always, what I do is take the template as a base and then go into like the elements of Canva, find, you know, an illustrated design or find, you know, a a unique piece of um, design materials and just kind of repurpose that core template to make it look different and make it look like my own. Mm. So you don't need to to be like, you don't need to have that technological background, but I would recommend having like playing with it a little bit and just kind of not making it so templated, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. So let's say like somebody took a template where it was like, um, like a list or something, and there was an arrow to each little point on that template, like maybe they take out the arrows and they change them to like check marks just to make it a little bit different from yeah. the actual template look. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so another thing I wanted to talk about then is, you know, obviously there's like so many different templates that Canva has, but what happens if like none of them really fit your style or your look, or you've kind of like gone beyond it? Like maybe you've like utilized a lot of the templates and you're kind of like, I guess for lack of a better word, like getting bored with Canva and what Canva in like the the native program has to offer. Um, could you use something like the website Creative Market. Um, And for those of you that don't know what Creative Market is, it's like kind of like an online website where you can buy, I guess, like templates or fonts or logos from other designers. Could you go to something like Creative Market and buy a template set and then actually upload it into Canva? Is that something you would recommend? I think Creative Market does now offer Canva templates. because these platforms like uh, Creative Market and Vado Elements, they are great for downloading graphics or assets, um, anything that you need for your brand to help with your design capabilities and help create like really visually stunning content. But they, the thing about them up until recently is they never had Canva as um, a part of that. And I know because I have a, I actually have an account to Envato and still I'll find um, templates that are there where I can't actually import them into Canva. Mm-hmm. I do think that Creative Market has that capability now, which is great because if you don't have a background in Adobe Creative Suite, like if you don't know what Illustrator is, and, and you most likely wouldn't because you need to study that. Like you go, designers go to school to study um 
you know, Illustrator and Photoshop, right? So if you don't have a background in that, then having access to Canva um, is great. So using something like Creative Market and being able to download pre-made templates that are just a little bit different than what Canva offers is a wonderful option. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Well, I know that they do for some things because I bought a few yeah. templates. Like I've sometimes I've searched um, and maybe we'll get into this a little bit more later, but I've searched like Instagram carousels to try to get like those, you know, templates of like the multiple kind of images you might post. And they some of them do have Canva ones. Obviously, there is a cost associated. And what I find is usually like maybe on the lower end, like 20 to $30 US mm-hmm. um, for those. So obviously that's, you know, if we're trying to save a little bit of money, you might not want to go to a different website and pay more money. You might just want to use Canva. But um, I have found that some parts of my business like, oh, okay, yeah, I want something a little different from what Canva offers. And, you know, Creative yeah. Market has definitely helped. So yeah, I thought I'd just bring that up in case somebody is at that point where they're like, I've used Canva, but I'm looking for something a little different right now. Um, The other thing that I could offer to that point, and this is something that I like to do as like a social media manager, and just to find new content and like new inspiration and gather insights is uh, something called this like swipe file as you, you might know the term, but Mm -hmm. um, it's essentially when I'm going through Instagram and I find a design that I really, really like, I just save it. And then I try to replicate it, but in my own way. So it's not like copying, don't copy. But (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, like if you use it as kind of like inspiration and then you go into your Canva account and you're like, you know what, I really like this element of that specific design. I'm going to try to recreate it on my own because sometimes you can use the stickers in Canva or you can use like those elements that are already there, whether it's like a nice flower illustration or um, a leaf. Like I use a lot of leaf imagery in, in my marketing. So oftentimes I'll like find a base template that I really, really like. And then I'll go into Canva and I'll add like leaves to it or um, like dark, dark green leaf photos to the background and put like an overlay on it. So that's another thing I'd recommend if you don't want to pay creative um creative market then you can definitely create swipe files and use them um for inspiration yeah that's really smart is to pull that you know what you're seeing and like you said I love that you're like don't copy because that is true we want to make sure we're unique and and that we're you know coming up with our own branding but yeah drawing that inspiration seeing what others are doing and then recreating it in your style I think makes a lot of sense right and it you know it's kind of hard to be perfectly honest, to be like very unique these days. I mean, there's so much information online that it is hard to be like so unique that nobody's done it before. So, you know, you're probably going to choose something that's similar to other people's, but make sure that it's different enough and has your like branding and your voice and all of that on it um, so that it makes it, you know, uniquely yours as much as possible. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. So we talked about more of the branding piece. Now, one thing with that, um, you know, there's so many things available on Canva. Like I said, templates for social media, for logos, for um, business cards. So let's just use like social media as an example. Um, How important is it for someone to, you know, pick a few templates that they like and re 
produce those. Like, so let's say like a handful of three to five templates. And then every time they're putting up like a quote, like use one of those templates. Or, you know, if they're putting up something like an infographic, like where they're sharing information, use one of those templates. Do you recommend them doing that? So like having a core set or using a new template every time and essentially having like their feed look different every time they post something? I would probably recommend starting with core templates, like like you said, um, anywhere between three to five templates that you use all the time. And the reason for that is because, first of all, you can create um, a very cohesive looking feed when you have when you're using the same um, templates like for example if you're using a quote poster and you have like a solid color background if you use that over and over again people will start to understand that that's your brand so for brand recognition and also it just makes your feed look a little bit nicer say you do that every five slots on your feed it'll just the layout of your feed will be balanced um But also because, and this is my personal experience of wanting to use a new template every time with different, um, like with the same core colors and branding, but it it looks different is that you you sometimes get carried away with it Mm -hmm. and you think it's going to end up looking really good. But the more you change it up, the more your feed can get thrown thrown off and like become a little bit unbalanced. Um, even though you have the colors and the branding on it, sometimes what you are expecting it to be is not what it ends up being. And then you've just kind of wasted a lot of time. So, and I've been there a million times where I'm like, I'm bored. And then I try to do something out of the realm of what I'm used to. And I'm like, oh no, I just wasted two hours. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So keep it like, don't overcomplicate it is kind of what I hear you saying. Like, it's yeah. okay for it to be similar things that you're doing over and over to keep that more consistent look. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good because I'm sure there's so many people there trying to fiddle around and make something look like extravagant and different when you're just saying like, nope, just kind of have that strategy of like reproducing the, the thing that's already working. And I'm sure too, like, especially coming from like a digital strategy um, mindset, do you often um, in your own feed, like your own social media feed or with your clients, do you actually look at what is what type of images are doing better than others and then reproducing more of the ones that are doing better? Yeah. Yes. Um, and like just in, again, in my experience, uh, from working with a lot of health and wellness brands is that the information infographs, carousel posts where you have a tip or, you know, have a piece of advice and people can swipe through, um, or they can just get like this quick, digestible source of information from that one post, whereas like top five tips or, um, you know, whatever that might look like, like two like lists, this and that lists. Um, they're really, they create a lot of engagement with your social media. People save them, especially if it's your target audience. Like it's very valuable. Um, and they're just quick tips, digestible, and people keep coming back for more. So mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's kind of talk a little bit more about that infographs or in, I call them infographics. I'm probably saying it wrong, but uh, infographs, you know, um, that as a tool for, I guess, teaching your audience. So can you explain a little bit more like what, well, you kind of did say a little bit of like, it might be some tips or some tricks or that, but like, 
essentially what are we saying that this information is? Is it more like educational and kind of you like sharing your best tips as a nutritionist? Yeah. Um, so I think whatever, you know, whatever your brand is, you can consistently pump out these digestible sources of information in the form of infograph or charts or, um, you know, whatever that might look like to you, tips, lists, check checklists, stuff like that. Um, and they just help your audience get a feel for like what it is that you offer and what kind of information that you can help them with in like one easy to access little, I guess, graphic. So infographic. Yeah. So um, the one thing I would recommend with that though, is to stay on topic, like stay within your niche. So if you focus on gut health, then to pump out these infographs that help your audience through their symptoms or help them through, you know, whatever it is that they're experiencing. So hitting those pain points of what, um, why, why they would potentially come to you, like whether it's, you know, they have gas. So potentially, you know, five ways to ease gas symptoms through food, something like that. And, um, a really nice visual layout that has pictures and, um, those tips on it. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. And I see that happening so much more. Like I see a lot of nutritionists and health coaches online utilizing this kind of strategy. I see it doing really well. I also see it creating more of a community because I think when you are sharing information, sharing your, you know, quote unquote, best stuff, um, you're opening up conversation for people. You're helping them learn even prior to them booking in a session with you. And mm -hmm. maybe we can talk about this for a quick second. Like how important do you think it is that you actually share this, you know, best stuff before someone would even come and see you at, in like a one-on-one -on -one consult scenario? I think it's really important. I think that is the more information that you can put out about the topic that you are an expert in, the more people will look at you as being an expert on that specific topic. So, um, yeah, keep pumping out information. I, I mean, I wouldn't share all of your secrets in one post, but for social media, you just can't anyways. Um, it's just, you don't have enough room to type out, you know, everything. So it's really valuable to con consistently pump out information as long, like for me, it's like as long as you're staying on theme and you're not kind of like going off on these wild tangents that are totally unrelated to your brand, um, then yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another kind of like Thing that I've heard, and I'd love to know from you, the expert, if this is true or not, but, you know, doing more of those um, infographs, because they are easily shareable, they're easily savable, like the saves and the shares are now the most important, I guess, metrics on something like, like let's say, Instagram. That's how other people are finding your account, and that's how your maybe followers are growing versus just likes now. You know, we always thought we needed all these likes, but now it's actually turning more into the saves and the shares. Is that true as like from a metric standpoint? Yeah, definitely. Um 
I wouldn't worry so much about the likes as I would the saves, the shares and comments. So if you can put out a piece of content that is really valuable to your audience, um, that they can come back to, they can return to over and over again for that as being a resource, then it's likely that you'll continue to show up in that person's um, feed if they do choose to like save it or to share it in their Instagram stories or like comment comment on it. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, another thing that I'm curious, maybe you can um, tell me if this is true or not, but one thing that I've heard is when you're creating like a carousel post. So for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it would be like um, maybe instead of it just being one photo that you post on, let's say Instagram, it would be like a carousel of like maybe three to five photos. And maybe the first one would be like, um, just like you use the example of like um, the top foods for helping your gas. And then it would be like, food number one would be the next picture, food number two. And so I've heard that using these carousels is actually great because it helps your post live a little bit longer, meaning that, you know, um, somebody would see the first image and then maybe they log off Instagram and then they come back on Instagram and then your second image comes up. So instead of the post just like having a lifetime of, I don't know, you know, 16, 24 hours, it might have a few days of lifetime because it's coming up consistently. Is that, does that actually make sense? Is that what's happening? Yeah, that would totally make sense. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into that one and do a little bit more research. I, it, it would make sense as well if somebody sticks around on your post for a little bit longer. Um, like if they are, spending say 30 seconds as opposed to two seconds on your content, then that piece of content is going to hold a little bit more weight. So, you know, I've always, I always explain to my clients, like you want heavy posts, like you want your posts to have weight to them. And when you say weight, it's like they're sticking around, they're looking at it, they're um, engaging with it. And the more that they do these things to your content, then the heavier it gets and the heavier the post, the more valuable it is to Instagram because Mm -hmm. that's who you're trying. I mean, you're trying to please your clients and your audience, but you're also trying to please the algorithm. Like, let's be real. So Mm -hmm making sure that your posts, the posts that you create can become heavy. And I think for carousel, like, I think it's exactly what you're talking about. Like it'll just, it'll keep popping up the heavier that it gets. Mm -hmm. Keep them around for a bit longer. Yeah. That makes sense. So would you then say, um, quality over quantity? So like, you know, even if you had like two to three like really heavy hitter posts a week versus posting every day and it just being a little bit, you know, one dimensional. Do you usually preach the whole like quality over quantity? You know what? That is a topic that is ever changing. So it used to be quantity. I mean, it's all like you have to put out quality content. Um, I just I just don't see value in wasting your time on content that's not of value in some way or shape or form. Um, however, like Instagram is favoring accounts that put out like two reels a week. So I think there's just a bit of both worlds there. I always tell people um, if I'm coaching somebody through social media strategy, I say capacity, like you want quality content, like don't just post something for the sake of posting it. However, 
what can you do in a week? Like if you have one hour to put together social, your social media content, then try to aim for high quality content. And if that's one post a week or two posts a week, that's great. But if you, you know, you have a solid chunk of time, then try to schedule in five posts a week. Like try to put quality and quantity together in the capacity that you have as a business owner. So yeah. And that one changes like right now with the algorithm updates um, a couple months ago, they want a lot. Instagram stories. If you can only do two posts a week, like get into Canva and start whipping out Instagram stories. Um, and you can do variations on the same theme. Like you can take that one post that you're putting on your feed and make like five days worth of Instagram stories out of it. Um, and I would definitely recommend that if you don't have the capacity to put out a bunch, uh, like quantity, then make sure you're in your Instagram stories, you know, a couple times a day at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't just like only spend time in one, like go hard in reels, but never share the stories or go hard on posts and never share stories or stories and no post. Like we kind of want to balance, which I think can make it um, overwhelming <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, but I love that you shared that it's not necessarily about creating like maybe like new content or new themes for, you know, every single like kind of micro platform. Like you, you might not post something different on stories that you did on your feed. Like you can still create similar content. So you can take that one piece and like spread it out or break it up and create little like graphics for it so that it's not like you're doing like 10 times the work. You're kind of just optimizing the work that you're already doing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's um end this off by maybe just like circling back to Canva for a second. Um, I know that, and you might've already discussed some of these things that we can do with Canva, but um, I know you love talking about like Canva hacks, like certain things that you could do on there that maybe when you first like land on that platform, you wouldn't really know it has the capacity for. So is there anything you want to like leave people with in terms of like what you, how they could really like squeeze the most out of Canva? Um, yeah, so this is why I mentioned if you can to purchase the the premium or the like the upgraded version of Canva because when you unlock that, you're unlocking um, animated stickers, you're unlocking video content. Um, they even have stock music in there now. Um, and what I've been doing a lot of lately, which is also, trending in the content industry, like the content marketing world, um, are stop motion animations. So you can do that with Canva, the premium access. So you can essentially take one design, say, um, I'll just use one of the clients I've had recently. It was just like a food package. And all we did was kind of like shake it up. So you just create multiple sets of the exact same image, but just like move that box of the food around a little bit. And then when you hit play, it's going to create this like this stop motion animation, like moving image that is a little bit more visually appealing to our senses as people who consume content like all day long. You know, you want to make sure that your content's standing out and just having that like ability to move your your feed posts a little bit and create a little bit more, um, like, yeah, like movement to it. It it just, 
it keeps the eye locked in and it helps it helps you draw your um, your audience's engagement. Like it helps boost engagement and just helps draw them in a little bit better. So I love that capability. Um, I mentioned the uh, signature. I think that's a really cool one. Mm-hmm. It was just like being able to create a signature for your emails. Um, what's another one I've been playing with lately? Oh, and just with the premium version, you can also just create an animated post by simply hitting like they have Canva has a bunch of options. Like you can make it like fly out or fade Mm -hmm. in or like their transition. So you can have like pop and you just put all of the elements of your design onto that piece. And then you just hit the animation button and it'll just like add that little movement to it, which I really like. Obviously I really like adding movement to my my post. It adds like a, a difference, right? Like I think you're totally right. Like we're just used to kind of scrolling and seeing the same thing. But when you see like a video or something with like a little difference, you're like, hmm, right? It kind of shakes it up. It's, mm-hmm. it's nice. So I totally agree with that. Now, I don't know if you've used this one, um, but I saw like a an Instagram reel where they were teaching like Instagram hacks. And um, I thought this one was really cool. So apparently on Canva, there's a, you can actually search in the search bar like Instagram reels and now you can make animated reels right through Canva. Have you seen that? That's so cool. I haven't seen that yet actually. So yeah, you'll have to it. check it out. Yeah, cuz so basically you could like let's say you wanted to let's say you were selling a food product. You could exactly what you're saying, you could like add a picture of the food product, but then it will add music to it like it would in a reel. You can like add little animations and then you download it as like a movie file and then you would just upload it to Instagram and then there's your reel. So let's say right now your biggest thing is I want to do reels, but I don't want my face on there. I don't want to do the pointing reel. You know, I hear that all the time from clients. Like, I just do, I do not want to do that. So I think that's like a really cool hack of, you know, somehow still getting yourself out there, but doing it in a way that maybe feels, you know, not as vulnerable if you're not ready to maybe put your face out there. Yeah, that's actually really cool. I'm going to look into that because it also makes it a lot easier. What I've noticed with my Reels account is that like I would spend all this time creating a reels and then publish it. And then something would be cut off mm-hmm. that wasn't there when I actually created it. So I actually don't do reels anymore on my own. I just do them in TikTok and then upload it to reels. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that too. Yeah. Um, because TikTok's just a little bit more easy to work with, but at the same time, if you can do it in Canva and it's just It takes that off your plate. Like, oh my gosh, do it. I know. Yeah. Right. There's just so many things you could be doing. So it's like, I think going, like you said, I love that idea of the capacity. Like, what do you have the capacity for if that is trying reels once and seeing if it works or not? If it's just making, you know, getting a few branded um, templates from Canva and repurposing those over and over, like, whatever you can do, I think is going to make a big difference. I think the, you know, worst thing to do is to do nothing, right? With the overwhelm. So it's like, what is that one small thing you could do? And then just get really good at that one thing and then add the next thing in. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's usually my takeaway for clients. And also to not only do nothing, but get paralyzed with fear that you're going to be judged or it's not going to be perfect or that it has to be perfect and, and which results in not doing anything either. And I think that, um, I think 
that a lot of people forget that these things take time and it's not going to be perfect the first time you do it. And it might not even be nice, but like do it. And if you a month down the road are like, I really don't like that, just delete it, you know, and learn. Yeah, that's really true. Yeah. Even I look at some of my first reels and I'm like, oh no, (laughs) I fell victim to some of the trends. I look awkward, but you know what? It got me to the next place to try it again. So yeah, it's, and everybody's probably feeling the same way. Everybody probably is also feeling silly and they're just worrying about themselves. They're probably not even thinking about yours. So I think yep. it's just doing it and putting yourself out there. Yeah. Probably. Okay. So yeah, this was fantastic. Thank you so much. I think talking about you know Canva in general as a tool is just so helpful because we're, for the majority of us, I think using it and maybe we're not using it to the biggest capability that we could. So you know, I think that was super helpful. Sharing about the infographs, infographics, that's a great tip as well. Um, you know, keeping consistent with the branding and then, you know, saving time with some of those Instagram hacks or sorry, social media hacks on Canva. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. And before we go, I would love to just ask you if you can share like a little bit about, you know, what you do and how you help um, people with your social wellness company and, you know, um, anything you want to share, like any resources or where people can find you online. I pretty much am at the place right now where I am a full-scale agency. I work with um, health and wellness brands mostly. I do go a little bit out of that scope with um, other clients. But in terms of helping health and wellness practitioners that are just starting up, what I ideally would like to do down the road is put together – programs to help you with your social media content. But for now, I, speaking of Canva, I have actually just launched um, 10 free Canva templates. They have a neutral palette color. They come with a style guide. So if you're into like the neutral colors, there's four colors there that blend really nice together. There are two different font pairings um, and then 10 templates that you can copy into your Canva account and then just add your own branding, like change them up a little bit. There's some infographs in there. Um, there's like a nice little, um, almost like a pie chart um, and two video templates as well. There's a testimonial template, which I know is really great for um, health and wellness pros because testimonials are great pieces of content that you can share on your social media that just get people to be like, oh yeah, you have a great offering. So if you want to access that, um, I've given Stephanie the link and you can just easily copy and paste those templates into your Canva account. Um, Outside of all that, I do offer a lot of tips and strategies for small business owners at socialwellnessco.com. I also have a blog that has some blog content there to help you with your social media strategies. And because my bread and butter is as a strategist, um, I do also do a lot of social media strategies for health and wellness professionals that get you from the place of like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing with my social media. Why am I not growing to consistently putting out content that your audience is really connecting to? So yeah, 
That's awesome. I'll make sure that um, the link for that Canva template offering is in the show notes for anyone that wants to download it and um, all of your like Instagram website links so that they can get a hold of you and, and reach out. I know you would be so helpful for anyone that, you know, even just following along with your Instagram, like I learned so much from you and, and oh. all of uh, the knowledge that you have. So anyone that's, you know, uh, looking to maybe understand social media a little bit more and learn how to optimize it. Again, we're like putting so much time into these tools. Why not learn how to really like use them for, you know, bringing on more clients and creating a community. So Jenny is your girl if you want, if you want to learn more and um, definitely reach out to her if you're looking for some support with that. So thanks again, Jenny. This was awesome. I would love to have you on again to pick your brain on another uh, digital strategy topic. We can talk about that um, and then definitely have you back on because I know you're a wealth of knowledge. So thank you so much. Thank you. I really enjoyed being here and I would love to come back. Yeah, absolutely. We'll make sure that happens. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.